Hello, hello, hello. I'm Jan Goldstein, and this is All That Matters. Is it true? Less is more? Have you found that in life? Could you put everything you're feeling into just three lines? We'll be testing that in just a minute. Welcome from across the world. We're back to our weekly positivity podcast. Check out jangoldstein.com. I appreciate your letters. Appreciate you listening to the podcast wherever podcasts are found. And particularly reaching out to our uh, Polish listeners this week. So many gathered in Warsaw and elsewhere. And a special hello to Valdek and uh, sending blessings to that part of the world praying for the souls of Ukraine praying for innocence all over and searching for positivity brings me this week to what I like to call the haiku of happiness Last week I talked a little bit about a Japanese writer from a thousand years ago. A woman who sent a message across the ages and it fascinated me so much I went back to learn a bit more about haiku as a form of expression. And I think each one of us in our life has moments where haiku is an explanation for a special moment we're having. The haiku is it's a Japanese poetic form that consists of three lines with five syllables in the first line, seven in the second, and five in the third. Perhaps you have experienced this. It's comes the haiku It was developed from the hoku, the opening three lines of a longer poem known as a tanka. And the haiku became a separate form of poetry in the 17th century, often focusing on images from nature. For example, Yosa Baisan, a Japanese master of the 1700s, wrote, A summer river being crossed. How pleasing, with sandals in my hands. Haikus are meant to comment on the season or surroundings of the authors, create some sort of contrasting imagery, and they are separated often by a kareji or a cutting word sometimes used for emphasis or as punctuation, functioning to heighten or introduce a striking alteration in the haiku. So look at uh, this from one of the great classical uh, haiku poets, uh, Matsuo Basho. An old silent pond, a frog jumps into the pond, splash, silence again I want you to see what that splash does 
because Splash in this brief haiku is the kareji or the cutting word. It is the word that heightens or or breaks the scenery that we have created. So you have an old silent pond and a frog jumping into the pond. Splash. Silence again. You have this image of silence interrupted by a splash. It is that splash. It is that kareji. It is that word that turns and interrupts and heightens and suddenly causes us to reframe what's being shared with us, the silence and the splash. We have moments like that in life where all is calm and suddenly it is interrupted. Or perhaps it's the opposite. All is loud and noisy, interrupted by a moment of calm. Let me tell you a little bit about Kobayashi Isa, who lived in 1763 uh, to 1828. Um, he was a Japanese poet, also a lay Buddhist priest. And he is known for his haiku poems and journals, better known as simply Isa. Shorter is better in this case. Isa, and it's a pen name meaning cup of tea. Just one cup of tea interrupting maybe or taking place in the middle of one's day. And it's that cup of tea which is the kareji, which is the heightening, which is the changing of a moment. He writes, A world of dew, and within every dewdrop, a world of struggle. A world of dew. Notice the kareji or cutting word comes at the end, the word struggle, into the middle of interrupting or sparking us from that gentle nature before it, the dew, the gentle dewdrop. And yet each contains struggle. Have you found that in moments of calmness, moments of quiet, a sudden struggle within you? Do you find in the middle of those gentle moments, uh, maybe it comes at drifting off to sleep or in a, in a dream or in a moment of quiet, do you find the struggle within you? I've noticed it, and the haiku is a perfect reflection of the haiku within us, the brief wisp of a moment that brings some form of understanding or enlightenment. And I wanted to underscore it this week because I think it's a gift of positivity that often goes unopened or unrecognized. And in the haiku of happiness, we need to recognize, we need to be aware, we need to be mindful of the kareji, of the cutting moment that interrupts what has gone before and suddenly brings with it a form of illumination. It's the sudden realization of maybe what's been bothering us or the recognition of a love that's deeply felt that we had forgotten of, about or an idea or inspiration that zaps into our consciousness that has been bubbling below the surface. The pain of a past experience 
we had not considered in ages and an appreciation of that pain, the price of that pain, and the knowledge that came with it. Perhaps it's an abrupt laughter at some long-forgotten moment that suddenly is triggered, and it lives again. Or she lives again. Or he lives again. I think of my own dad. I think of a moment in the theater, and I hear him just over my shoulder laughing. Oh, he had a hearty laugh. And it tickled me to hear it. And when I'm reminded of it in the theater or anywhere else, I hear my dad alive again. Moments of illumination come from different parts of our world and different parts of our culture. Born out of Japan, the haiku form has been passed across the ages. For example, Sonia Sanchez was born Will Sonia Benita Driver on September 9, 1934 in Birmingham, Alabama, and after her mother died in childbirth a year later. Sanchez lived with her paternal grandmother, other relatives for several years, and in 1943, she moved to Harlem with her sister to live with their father and his third wife. She writes, Love between us is speech and breath. Loving you is a long river running. Love between us is speech and breath. Loving you is a long river running. In 17 syllables, a world of understanding of love and relationships, speech and breath and the experience of loving someone in good times and bad, through laughter and struggle, it's like a long river running, bending and turning and yet alive as the water runs through it. That is the gift she gives us in that haiku. A world in three lines. We could benefit from that world. We could benefit from a little haiku. Sometimes when the news and the atmosphere around us seems to be going on and on, getting louder, crazier, chaotic, pausing, reading a haiku, creating our own, listening to within, to find the kareji, the cutting moment that will cut against what is going on and bring a different kind of understanding. Richard Wright is recognized as one of the preeminent novelists and essayists of the 20th century. His most famous writings depicted the harsh realities of life for black Americans in the Jim Crow era South. The novel Native Son, 1940, was a bestseller, Book of the Month Club selection, the first by a black writer to earn that distinction and produced by John Houseman and Orson Welles on Broadway. His autobiography, Black Boy, in 1945, Uh, also was widely hailed, and Wright was born in Mississippi. 
He was the son of an illiterate sharecropper and a school teacher. And out of all of it, at the end of his life, he took to writing haiku. He discovered possibility there. As he declares in his modern haiku, from across the lake, past the black winter trees, faint sounds of a flute. From across the lake, past the black winter trees, faint sounds sounds of a flute. There's mystery in that faint sound. And also a promise of a fuller song. He hears the faint sounds of a flute. And there's a promise in that. There is a mystery in it. A mystery that Wright pursued with his life. Have you heard a distant song? Had a vision of something that is barely perceptible, and yet it drifts into consciousness and beckons. Maybe it comes and goes. It ebbs and flows like a long-running river. Perhaps this is that moment. And the coming week will bring that vision or that song of possibility into clarity. Such is the haiku of happiness. It may be seen ever so briefly, but its promise is there for us. If we hold it, nurture it, and give it room to grow into itself. As the haiku form has evolved, many of its regular traits have been routinely broken. But the philosophy of haiku has been preserved. The focus on a brief moment in time, a use of provocative, colorful images, an ability to be read in one breath, and a sense of sudden enlightenment. I wish for all of us just that, more enlightenment and clarity and the ability to find in nature and in our lives ever brief moments that grace us with both. Until next week, I'm Jan Goldstein, and this is All That Matters. Matters.